Hello and welcome to this week's Dare to Dream Bigger podcast, episode 27 with me, your host, Claire Yosa. To get the show notes and the workbook that accompany this episode, go to www.dtdbpodcast.biz forward slash 027. Hello and welcome. I can't believe it's episode 27 already of the Dare to Dream Bigger podcast. Thank you so much for listening and for being part of this journey. And today I want to talk to you about how to change a habit. You see, whether it's business, whether it's life, it's, you know, inspiration might get us wanting to do something. Motivation is what gives us that fire to do it, but it's routine and habit that actually creates the change. Yeah, I can on its own changes nothing. I will and I have done are what make a difference in the world and in your life. And I often get asked as a mentor, how long does it take to change a habit? The thing is, researchers seem to agree on the 21 days time frame, but I personally believe it's instant. In fact, I've seen this so often over the last 14 years of mentoring passionate world changes. I know it's instant, okay? The moment you make that decision, to make that change, life will line up to support you. Yeah. Jim Rohn says, I'm terrible at paraphrasing. He says, if you really want to do something, you'll find a way. If you don't, you'll find an excuse. If you want to change a habit, if you want to shift something in your life, behavior and experience, if you don't really want to do it, you'll find excuses. Life will get in the way. You'll be too busy. You'll procrastinate. You'll be overwhelmed. If you want to do it, and you've made that choice, you'll make it happen. So when you've committed and you've made that decision and that choice, that is the most important step in creating change. Yeah, changes that you drive by maybe energy. Yeah, we all know that feeling. They rarely work. Those triggered by like a a basta moment, I call them. Enough, Italian word, basta, enough. I've done it. I'm, I'm, this is, this stops now. I'm changing. Those changes happen so of course you need to develop the new habit that means you need to build it into your rhythm and strengthen the neural pathways in your brain so it becomes your new autopilot and there are lots of ways to do that but changing the habit is instant all that takes the time is remembering that you changed it yeah (laughs) it's creating that new habit I remember when I was a kid we lived in Texas and my mum went to see a hypnotherapist to give up smoking Mum was really nervous. She'd smoked since she was a kid, as many people in her generation had. And she went to see this hypnotherapist and she plucked up her courage and asked the guy at the end of the session, is it going to work? You know, being a Brit, she didn't want to risk offending him. You know, your work's no good. It won't work for me. And the guy looked at her and he said, of course it will for you. I can tell that already. Well, how do you know? She asked. He said, I could tell the minute you walk through the door, you've made the decision to quit smoking. It's going to work. All I have to do is support that shift in habit. But you'd already done the hardest work before you got here. You'd made that choice. And sure enough, it worked. She never smoked again. But so often when we want to create something or change something, we haven't really made the choice. We haven't closed the door on the old way of doing it. And we almost try and run the two in parallel. It sets up this inner conflict. And as a mentor, I've seen so many people who didn't manage to create change and many who have. And the difference every single time between those who did and those who didn't was always the same. Those who didn't make the change hadn't really committed to it. 
they were still in the maybe zone where both outcomes were possible. And when you're in that maybe zone, the outcome that's likely to win is the one that's already programmed in your brain as a habit. So how do you get that level of commitment that makes change easier, that makes it nearly inevitable? I've got three steps I use with my clients and with myself. And you might want to try them on for size with a change that maybe is really important to you that you've been resisting or putting off. So should we go through them now? I've got the exercise ready for you. I've got a workbook for this for you as well, where you can jot down your answers. So if you want the workbook, go right now to dtdbpodcast.biz forward slash zero two seven. So three steps to creating change. The first step is to get totally clear about your big why for the change. So you ask yourself, what will this change do for me? How will it help me? How does it move me towards my big vision or whatever my dream outcome is for this change? And pause for a moment and scribble down some notes on that. If you've got the workbook, there's space for you to do it in there. Now, the next bit's fun. It's like Christmas list, yeah? (laughs) Okay, you get to use your imagination to create the new neural pathways in your brain by experiencing how life will feel once you have made that change. So I invite you right now to imagine you've made that change. Imagine you can step into the soul shoes of the you that's done it. Use all of your senses. You might want to close your eyes to help you really connect with your imagination. Feel that change. Convince your body to believe it. Now notice which thoughts you're thinking and imagine which actions you're taking. Really see what you can see when you've made that change. Hear what you can hear. Physically feel what you can feel. Press pause and really allow yourself to dive more deeply with each breath into the experience of having made that change. So how did that feel? You see, rewiring your brain really can be that simple. If you did this for 60 seconds a few times a day, it has even more effect. If you imagine walking through grass in a field, my kids and I have been camping in the garden over the summer in a fab, fun bell tent that we've got. And the first few nights when we went out there, we walked across the wet grass because it's British summertime and... The next morning, there was no sign of where we'd walked. And after a week, you could see that the grass was still kind of trodden down a bit. And now five weeks later, there's a really clear path from the house to the tent. It's the same with your brain. If you imagine something once, that grass will spring back up. If you imagine it once a day, eventually you'll see there's a small footpath. If you do it several times a day for a week or two, it becomes like an autopilot highway in your brain. You're creating the change as you're imagining it and you're hardwiring your brain that that's the way you want it to respond. That is how a thought becomes a habit. So the second point You see, this is where most people stop and it's not enough because once you've imagined the change, there's research that shows it can actually cause you to lose the impetus. So you don't actually then go and create the habit because you've got the bonus and the satisfaction, the reward feeling from having created the change. So there's two things you still need to do to make that change stick. Okay, you actually need to take action on it. 
Yeah. You don't just sit there and imagine the change. You actually need to change what you're doing, which is why I got you to imagine the kind of thoughts you were thinking, the kind of actions you were taking. So step two is to prevent you falling off the wagon. You just look at where you would normally fall over on your making a change and you preempt those pitfalls. So maybe you're forgetful. Then set reminders on your phone. Are you secretly lazy? Lots of us are. (laughs) So get an accountability buddy. And are you too busy? Well, clear out time in your diary. Make this change your top priority. You can do this, yeah? And look at the times when you've been brilliant at making changes. What worked? How did you get the support you needed? What made the difference? Play to your strengths on this. Press pause right now and jot down some ideas now. What might get in your way? And what are you going to do to make sure that doesn't happen? Then step three is celebrate your successes. Okay, we're usually brilliant at beating ourselves up. So if you train yourself instead to focus on what you're doing well and the progress you are making towards that change, the reward centers in your brain will learn when I make this change, I'm happy with myself. Yeah. (laughs) Focus on what you are getting right and you will bring yourself more of that. Focus on the times when you didn't make the change and you'll spiral and you'll give up. Paying so much attention to the times when it went wrong means that we'll beat ourselves up and be much less likely to actually create that change. Sure, if it goes wrong, learn from it, do something different, take action. But don't let that be your sole focus. Reward yourself. Thank yourself for the progress you did make and the actions that you did take towards your change rather than telling yourself off for the times you slipped up. And if you need someone to celebrate those successes with, sort it before you make the change. Yeah, you've got the Dare to Dream Bigger Facebook group. I'm sure you've got accountability buddies you can turn to. Make sure you've got the support that you need. So those are the three steps towards making change last. So one, get totally clear about your big why. What's the change going to do for you? That helps you make the commitment and say yes. Two, preempt where you might fall over and deal with those pitfalls so that they don't get in the way. And number three is celebrate your successes. So I'd love to hear from you today. Is there something in your life or in your business where change is overdue? and you've been putting it off. How could you play with this technique today? Try it on for size, see how you can get it to work for you. And which change are you going to make today with this technique? Go and make it and then let me know via the comments how you get on. As I said, you've got your workbook to guide you through this, dtdbpodcast.biz forward slash 027. And I'd love to hear from you via the comments. If you found this helpful today, please, 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 please subscribe for iTunes. Tell iTunes you love it. Share it far and wide. Make sure you're getting my newsletter. You can sign up on the podcast show notes page today. And this is actually an exercise from the Dare to Dream Bigger Handbook, which I'm just finishing writing, finished writing, and it's on the production line as we speak. It's coming out on the 22nd of September this year. If you haven't pre-ordered your copy yet, I've got some gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous launch bonuses that you won't want to miss out on. It's only £15 normally, and you can get it from me as a pre-launch discount for just £12. And it's 320 pages of gorgeous hardback. I've distilled 14 years of mentoring people just like you through the most common blocks and obstacles that get in the way of us creating our dreams. This is just one exercise from the book that we've done today. 
imagine how the entire book could help you. There's something in there for you, whatever it is you're currently stuck on. So to get your copy, www.dreambiggerbook.com. Dreambiggerbook.com. The book is also available in bookstores. You can pre-order it from the big bookstore in the sky. Dare to Dream Bigger by Claire Yosa, J-O-S-A. I'd love to share this with you. Please come back next week for episode 27, when we're going to be looking at whether the tail is wagging the dog on your business problems. Mm-hmm.